Hello and welcome back to another episode of Not Without My Sister, starring me, Rosemary McCabe, and in a supporting role, very small supporting role, my sister, Beatrice McCabe. Beatrice, how are you today? I was doing fine, thanks, until you mentioned that supporting role. So I suppose, you know, how about Rosemary, you just go ahead and you do most of the talking. I'll just pipe in with a couple of supporting lines every now and then. If your lines were only supportive, I would be delighted. without my sister we we thought in in the spirit of the new year new year new me new you new us new everything same old pandemic that we would talk about all of the different random and bizarre things that we have tried that we were told would help us lose weight well i'd like to say basically (laughs) i'd like to say that i only have a few but you actually do have millions so i thought this would be an excellent episode i will be supporting i'll be supporting with little (laughs) sarcastic comments every now and then. So, Rosemary, why don't you begin? When we were talking about this the other day, I kind of started off going, oh, it's just funny stories about Weight Watchers and I've already told them. And then I realised, you're correct, I've actually tried loads of different things because I'll try anything, but also because I was a journalist. So, like, a lot of the stuff people would go, "Would would you try this thing out for... I mean, some of them would be like 12 weeks. And I tried lots of things, Rosemary, not to be left out in my supporting role as supporting star actress, Oscar winning star star supporter. I tried lots of things because I worked in fashion. All the people who work in fashion try lots of weird things and do lots of weird things. And one of them was even after all the fashion shows to go away to a Swiss chalet where they just sat on IVs for two and a half weeks and came back. Did you do this? No, I didn't. I wished I did. I was at home actually going on a proper diet and like, sorry, going on a proper diet means going to pizzerias, eating only one piece, drinking loads (laughs) of wine and then saying things like, why am I not as thin as those guys on the IVs? (laughs) Oh my God, that sounds so awful and dystopian. Although I do quite like the idea of just like sitting still for two weeks. Oh my God, it sounds amazing. I do nothing. I don't have to think about what I'm eating. I literally, you hook me up to something. It feeds me. I don't know though, I probably have way too much time to be thinking and like, well then what would I be doing in my meantime? No, you'd be reading your book. You'd be delighted. There'd be no kids. I'd be delighted. Be reading nonstop. You'd like finally get to read all the books you want to read. Oh my God, it'd be amazing actually. Yeah, totally. Bring it on. I think the first one that I tried was I did a 12 week like personal training thing with this guy who did basically like white collar boxing classes. So we did kind of like train like a boxer for 12 weeks, but I didn't actually do the boxing. I don't really know why. What does white collar boxing look like? Or is it, blue? I can't remember, or is it blue collar boxing? I can't remember. It was basically like he, like he did boxing classes for like wankers who worked as accountants and solicitors. That was the idea. Like it was, it was like, like, you know, for people who thought they were too posh to do boxing. Okay. But like boxing is keep fit. Okay, go on. So 12 weeks, that's kind of did what you stick was. to it for 12 weeks? I think, I mean, I think I did because I was very young then and I was working in the Irish Times and I was very like, oh my God, if I don't show up, like it'll ruin my reputation or like like I'll get in trouble at work and then as I advanced in my career I'd be like I'm getting this for free if, if I don't want to go I don't want to go you know what I mean like I definitely my attitude changed as I got a bit older but I went up I went to all 12 weeks of that and I remember I doubt de- like I mean 12 weeks of any training thing I definitely got way fitter but I think it was around the same time I started doing Bikram yoga and I honestly think that that's when I started to get sweatier too remember I used to sweat a lot you and busy. And so I was to... looking at her today on her leg fit and I was watching all the sweat drip off her head and I was like, she's actually like you. Do we already talk about when you were downstairs and you dripped that big pile of sweat and Don actually came down and thought that there was a leak from the ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we did talk about that, but oh. when, whenever I do the Peloton here, the dog is on high alert and the minute I step off, he comes over and starts licking the sweat off my legs. Absolutely revolting. I have to like, shove him away from me. Revolting. Um, okay, so wasn't there a time, what, didn't you go to like Spain and do something with a donkey? I mean, that sounds bad, but did I make that up? I don't, you're totally making up about the donkey. So, sorry, I'm look, 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 I'm starting at the beginning. That that was the first one. That's like, like easing in, right? Then after that, 
I did one where I got invited to, I can't even remember what it was called, but it was this thing where you went out to this studio in Clontarf, you put on a wetsuit and the wetsuit had like, if you imagine, it was almost like Edward Scissorhands. The wetsuit had like holes in it that got attached to hoses, right? And you zip up the wetsuit, you turn on the machine, the hoses would suck all the air the out of the wetsuit. Off. So it would be yeah. like... Perfect for you. <laughs> no, well, not quite. Oh my God, I was sweating so much afterwards, actually. The hoses would suck all the all the stuff out of, out of the wetsuit and, and you'd be basically like shrink-wrapped into the wetsuit, right? And then there were two different machines. There was a treadmill you went on and the other one was you sat in this little thing and it was basically like a cross trainer, but you were in a big barrel that heated up to a certain temperature. I'm obviously, I can't remember any of the science behind this or what it was like. It was basically just meant to make you lose weight by making you sweat a lot, I think. I'm just confused by like, I'm confused by why you would need suction cups to make a wetsuit stick to you. Like, I've never been in a wetsuit that has not stuck to me. Like, massive suction. This was like, so like the wetsuit was obviously already tight, but see, the wetsuit was dry going on, which like when you used to do those outdoor adventure things, they were always wet, those wetsuits. Gross. This one was dry, put it on. Turned on the suckers. And I remember, I, I thought I was just going for like a consultation. So I hadn't brought my runners with me. And she was like, get well, up also, on, the, on the treadmill. Why would anybody think you'd need runners to go with your wetsuits? Just just wondering. Well, I didn't know it was a wetsuit. I can't remember what I thought. You know, it was like body sculpting or something. So you anyway, thought this was going like, to be super okay, relaxing. So you thought you were going to be in a robe lying on your back in some like basically, padded seat. Yeah. 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 You weren't. Yeah, I thought I was going to be like in the Swiss chalet, but without the IV, just like lying down with cucumbers on my eyes. So anyway, she was like, okay, now we're going to well, do the treadmill. What's that word again? I, what's that word again? Q, Q, what's the English word? Q, cucumber? Poor, poor Ilaria Baldwin. <laughs> um, anyway, I, so I stepped up on the wet. Oh yeah. So, sorry. I hadn't brought my runners. I only had heeled boots. And I was like, sure, I'll just do it in my bare feet. Beatrice, you have not seen me with blisters until you've seen me with blisters from, from barefoot treadmilling for 30 minutes. <laughs> my feet were... <laughs> Red raw. You literally get a blister the minute you look at a piece of uneven paving. I know. I know. And then after that, to add insult to like blistery, I had to sit into the tube, in, like and do the, the cross trainer thing in the barrel. What? No, sorry. What? I had to sit <laughs> in a what? tube and do a cross trainer in a barrel. Not a tube. Please Not elaborate. A tube. I had to sit. I had to sit. It was like. Still in the wetsuit. Yeah, it was like you kept the wetsuit on, you got into this other machine where you did like, like you put your feet in the stirrups and did the cross trainer, but you were in a big barrel that then heated up. You know what I mean? At what point did you think to yourself, I might say no. I might say I'll be back when I have my runners. Oh my God, never. Never, Beatrice. Any, anything for a good story. I was like, this is mad. And, and I hopped in there. Then after that, I've definitely tried a juice. Well, I've tried a juice. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Back to that. Did it work? Did you lose tons of anything? Did you go back a second time? I didn't go back a second time. I think they. I think she measured me after the first time. I was like, "Look, you've lost two inches off your waist." You know, just like if you were minutes. like just compacted into the tightest wetsuit ever. Yeah, I've just been like suctioned <laughs> on a treadmill for forty-five minutes, and I honestly, be when when she took that wetsuit off me, I was literally going like, "She's going to have to burn that." Like, there's no way that's ever going to be washed. It was. So Soaking wet, like <laughs> horrendous. I can't be so sorry, Hilton. So these wetsuits were just like you never actually went into the water in these wetsuits. You were just no. <laughs> no, no, no. It was just like like a suit made of scuba. You know what I mean? Like it oh wasn't. Oh my god! I'm gonna get you for Christmas next year. If I'd known, I'm gonna get you a perforated scuba suit for the peloton. It'll be amazing. I know. Look at you. You're like, oh, I might sweat enough to be amazing. <laughs> I'm like. Mm. That's that's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, so I lost like two, I think two inches, and I was like, oh yeah, great. And then like went home, drank a liter of water, and it was on, and puffed for, like straight back up again. What was the one where you lost like seventy two pounds in in fourteen days? So this is listen, we're getting there, we're getting oh, there. Sorry, okay. The next one I tried, and by try tried is a very loose term here. It was a juice cleanse, where I think I paid for like a week's worth of juices. You know, when you have like juice for breakfast, juice for elevens, juice for lunch, juice for I've dinner. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I have to tell you the truth. Mine are yeah. more like I'm thinking. Yours are like really good in the name of science that you don't understand, but at least in the name of science. Mine are in the name of like generally events that I'm going to or boys that I fancy, which is pathetic when I think about it now. Well, listen, everything that I've done in my life so far has been in some way about boys that I fancy. So I'm sure there was a boy that I fancied at each of these stages that oh, I was yeah, like, good. Next You're time way, sees yeah, me, I'll be beautiful. Worse. Science and boys, stupid. Go on. <laughs> yeah, like, well, pseudoscience. So 
I did the first day of the juice cleanse, I think. It, actually, I don't even know if it was the full day. I did breakfast and I did 11s and I did lunch. And I was so bored because I just had totally forgotten how much... I'd never realised how much your day is broken up by your meals. I think I was working from home at the time. A million percent. That's the problem with COVID. That there's nothing to do except like eat because you're literally in your house the whole time. Like, don't go to work. I don't get in the car. I lost a ton of weight before COVID. And now, you know, I'd gone on a diet right before COVID. I lost 35 pounds. Then COVID started. I was grand for the first four months. And then when I realised I was in this for the long haul, I was just like, Pass me those those those. When cakes. you realise it was never ending, yeah, I know. And like now, I'm about ten pounds away from my beginning weight, so I'm still like, well, I'm ten pounds down, but it's not quite as satisfying as the thirty five I was at. But anyway, yes. But so much of it is to your point, like it's the routine. It's something to do, especially yeah. when like you have nothing else to do. Yeah, and then in the afternoon, I rang Liam. I like basically, I was just finding it very difficult, Beatrice, and I rang him, and I was crying. Not about not about being hungry, but I was like just in terrible form. I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I feel terrible. And he was like, Rosemary, you need to eat something. And he brought me over a sandwich. Liam is saboteur. I know. So that was the end of the juice. What juice was that? Uh, what was that? Um, do you remember there was your woman years ago when I when I lived in Milan? So that was like nearly twenty years ago, and she was that one on TV, and she was a was she a doctor? I don't know. She was like super skinny looking thing, and she was always examining people's poop. Gillian Gillian McKeith Gillian McKeith right so she published a book about like you know eat yourself healthy and Julie and I living in Milan we were like oh this sounds amazing and we lived right beside the market so every you know Saturday and every Tuesday or every Thursday whatever day the market was on we would buy all of our vegetables and stuff there so like we actually had very healthy um, we actually did eat very healthily in Milan because everything was fresh and from the food, you know from the market yeah. do you remember I'd never until, told you about until the time. I arrived and kept us all stocked up with uh, focaccia and olive oil oh well yeah and actually I learned a lot of my Italian there it was like one of the first places I went down I said due pompini per favore and they all fell around the place laughing <laughs> instead of asking for two grapefruit due pompelmi I'd ask for two blowjobs due pompini <laughs> <laughs> just fell around the place laughing and I was like oh that's embarrassing <laughs> oh my god yes. anyway all this stuff you know it doesn't kill you makes you stronger etc anyway so we went out we bought Julia McKeith's book and we went out and we bought tons of, of veggies right well like we bought to the you know to the recipe yeah and we yeah. went home and so the the we used to go to the, the market pretty early in the morning because that's when you know it started really early and if you didn't go out early everything was gone right so we got back and we would be hauling all this stuff up to our apartment and we were at the, we were on the eighth floor with oh no yeah lift. And there was no elevator no elevator so we were on the eighth floor we hauled everything back up and then we got to grating and grinding and pulping all these various vegetables and by eleven o'clock we were like and her whole day was like make a smoothie drink the smoothie have a snack of like fourteen you know bits of I don't even know like parsnip lunchtime have this smoothie and this juice blend eat two grated apples eat like literally we were exhausted we got to about 11 o'clock and we were like this is exhausting we have been prepping this food for hours right and then (laughs) we go away then we we're we're prepping all day like the whole day was just prep 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 we were like how are we supposed to do this when we're at work like there's just no way because the whole day was prepping the food that you then would just consume and still feel starving after. At about three o'clock, Julie goes, <laughs> I have to go and lie down. She goes, I just feel like, I feel, I just don't feel good, right? You just reminded me of this with this Liam story. She goes, I'm just not feeling good. She goes, I just feel kind of emotional. She goes off, she's crying, right? She goes off to the bedroom. I open the book from Gillian McKeith. It's like, don't blame yourself. Cleansing is an incredibly emotional experience. You will feel sad. You will feel tired. On day four or five, it's entirely normal to feel these kinds of emotions. We're like, it's hour four. <laughs> the two of us were almost in floods of tears. Anyway, suffice it to say, we didn't make it very long. We spent a ton of money on those vegetables, which I'm sure we didn't eat. It was it was too much work. It's too much work. That's why I like, thank God for Jamba yeah. Juice or these juice bar places, because it was too much work. Well... Like, I think the only way you can do those things, which brings us on to the, the one week period in which I lost 17 pounds. The only way you can do those things, which like, also, I'm not advising, like, it's not a healthy way to lose weight and it's not a sustainable thing either. But I went on this thing called Number One Boot Camp, which was this weight, like, basically like a fat camp, but for rich people. So it's this like five star resort in, I went to Ibiza, but they also do one in Cornwall. And my friend Elaine Crowley, who presents 
Elaine on TV3, she had gone to it loads of times and really recommended it. She'd gone to the Cornwall one where like it looked grim, it rained all the time. So when I was freelancing at the time and I'd pitched it to Irish Country Magazine and then I reached out to number one boot camp and was like, you know, could I go on this thing in, in Ibiza, <laughs> which is great, very, very glamorous. So myself and my friend Eving, who worked for the for Evoke.ie, like the Irish Daily Mail at the time, the two of us went together. So we shared a room and stuff, which was kind of handy because they'd kind of been saying to us like, oh, you know, we're not sure we can fit. Like, we don't have any single rooms, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, it was when we went together and uh, we arrived. I think we arrived like we went to. I can't even remember. Like we arrived on a Saturday or something and we knew we were getting weighed that day. So it was real like the first day of Weight Watchers mentality where I was like, it doesn't matter what I eat today because today is the start, like tomorrow is the start of the rest of my life, right? So I think we went for a pizza, went and got some ice cream and then got a taxi to the resort, literally going like, yeah, weigh me out. Like I'm going to be super heavy and I don't care. It's great. I'm going to be so, be so, so thin ridiculous. Next and literally, so the whole thing was we did four hours of cardio every day and they gave us 1,200 calories to eat. And on the first two days, they didn't have any coffee. So for the first two days, I had the world's worst headache. was also like raging because I was so hungry. And I also just felt like I was going to cry all the time because we were getting shouted at by this guy who used to be in the army and was really like hamming up the like now. Nah, so, like, so, you, you bet know. you were like, so glad I, I wrote and begged for this. <laughs> oh my god it was dead but like like also I was kind of going like I don't need to take this seriously like I didn't pay two grand for this and I'm also not here because I'm like really want to lose weight for my wedding which like some of the people there were like oh, I'm getting married in two weeks or you know I want to I have a big work event or like it just seemed to be people who had loads of money and then like several of them about five of them this was their third or fourth time coming but like do you actually like, want to be come. shouted at by somebody obnoxious you know what I mean? I'd much, oh I think I'd be so much better off if people were nice to me while they were trying to make me do things. Oh my God, he was awful. So like the first thing, the, like the very first day, his whole thing was what, like telling us that one of the biggest problems people have is that they put their hands on their hips and they lean on one hip and it's really bad for your posture and your, and your alignment. And if at any point he saw anybody with their hands on their hips or leaning to one side, he would make us run down the road to this rusty pipe, like actually a rusty pipe. To a rusty And pipe. run. It's like the monks yeah. on Schellig Vigil. I'm going to make you run up and down the stairs. And if you fall into the ocean, on your own head be it. Oh my God, it was terrible. And, he, and he'd make us run down the hill and then run back up the hill in the sweltering Spanish heat. Well, what would happen? And then did if you, you have to, last... Did you have to like lacerate your leg on the rusty pipes? You needed a tetanus shot. What's the point of the rusty pipe? It was just because it was a, like, get over the rusty pipe. It was just because it was like a, a, a marker on the road, right? And then whoever was last would have to do something like 10 push-ups or like 20 jumping, like in front of everyone. But like, what if you just it were like, just, no, I'm not doing this? See, nobody did. Like, and like, I did kind of wonder about that at one point. But like, there, were, there was a woman on, on the course, like on the week that we were there, who had had a baby a couple of years ago. And when she'd had the baby, she'd had a really traumatic birth and had had like, really bad pelvic separation and it had to have like I think an episiotomy I was talking to him I was going like I have issues with my hips ever since I had my child and blah 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 and and he and he seemed really sympathetic on the first day and then after that he just kept going like suck it up like um these issues are nothing to do with with childbirth they're all to do with like look at how you're standing you have your hand on your hip this is your problem but he was obsessed with this hand on the hip thing and he was like shouting at her and there was a, I mean I'm not laughing this guy. is not helpful oh my god it was awful there was another guy who was this like really tall quiet Swede and he kept calling him a puffter he kept going like come on come on run up the hill you fucking puffter what are you doing like it was horrendous the, the, I mean I'm actually not laughing was, I'm just more like how was like what year I was know. this it wasn't that long I hope you're going to tell me 1962 because like otherwise no, it's not acceptable no 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 it's actually about to get worse and there was another woman there who was the only Asian woman on the trip and he called her Lucy Lou for the entire week like the only Asian woman he knows I mean, I just watched Endeavour season four. Excellent television show, if anybody hasn't seen it yet. Excellent. Young Detective Morse. But like, this literally sounds like this could have been a camp that he got sent to because it's incredibly politically incorrect. Obviously set in, I think, the late 50s, early 60s, right? So you would... Well, like... Not expect it, but like even back then, even watching it, I'm like, this is a, this is terrible, right? They were talking about women's lib, right? And even Morse, who's like, you know, he's the hero of the show. He's like... What are, you, what are you looking to be liberated from? And he kind of can't wrap his head around it, you know? But... Sounds like dad. Yeah. 
<laughs> but what 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 uh, crimes has dad solved? None. So anyway, but this was Good when point. this was what year was this? But like twenty years ago, I hope you're going to tell me when you were no, 15? this was when you were fifteen. Twenty sixteen. Really, this was four years ago. Honestly, was it really only four years ago? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, it was four years ago because it was just before I started working as a personal trainer. And it was basically, this was the end of, so I had started lifting weights with Neve like a year before, like six months before that. And I had lost a, a ton of weight and was like really smug and delighted with myself and was eating basically like, I basically most, had like orthorexia. The most, uh, what's orthorexia? Orthorexia is like um, an unhealthy obsession with healthy eating. Oh yeah, but you've always had that. Like on and off and an unhealthy mm. obsession or oh, I don't want to say unhealthy and an obsession with working out on and off. Yeah. Way I mean, back yeah, to like age 18 or 19 when you couldn't come and hang out with me when I would come back from living abroad because you were you you had to go to City West to do your workouts. Oh, to do my spin class. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose like I have always thought that like I'm very all or nothing. Yeah, like, but I mean, it could be worse. Like, I right? I mean, in hindsight, I think now like. It could be worse. I could be like, well, she's always been obsessed with doing drugs. It could be worse. Yeah, well, I was about to say, at least I managed to give up the smoking. Anyway, so this was basically, I had been eating super, super, like, quote unquote healthily, but I'd basically been eating meat and vegetables for breakfast, lunch and dinner for approximately six months. And those Went protein this, balls you were loving. And protein, yeah, and gross protein balls and protein shakes. Out me uxter. And... I went on this starvation camp for a week and literally came home and ate, I'd say, nonstop for approximately six months. Like literally ate <laughs> Bombay Pantry four times a week, at least. Like it was honestly well, as if I had been tortured. What? I said that defeated the purpose. Oh my God, 100%. But I just, basically the first day we arrived, I remember for breakfast they gave us like, they had made a frittata. And they cut, you know the way, like, if you have something for breakfast and then you're still a little bit hungry and you're like, I'll just have a little sliver. The sliver was the breakfast, basically. Right? And so the schedule was, like, you'd get up in the morning, you'd do an hour and a half cardio, you'd have your breakfast, which was a sliver of frittata, or you'd get, like, there was quinoa porridge one day, which was very nice because it felt, like, warm and filling. And then at you'd go off and you'd do another hour of cardio and then there'd be a snack at 11. And I remember the snack on day one because I shared it on Instagram stories. I remember people messaging me going, are you fucking joking? Was one strawberry and three almonds in a little cup. Well, think about like, think about Barack Obama. The other day, mother said, I love how he pronounced his name, Barack. How Michelle pronounced his name, Barack. I mean, she's obsessed. It's not Barack. It's not Barack Obama Plaza. It's Barack. Anyway, think about him and his rigorous approach to his evening snack was something like, was it seven or nine almonds per evening? Full stop. That was it. I was like, and every time I count out seven almonds or nine almonds, I go, there's seven. And then I go, there's a couple more for good luck. Right. So that's why I'm not good at these things. Right. But I that's also why find, you don't have a, a service station named after you. Oh, exactly. And why I wasn't president and why I don't have a 50 million dollar book deal. Many things. You could still be president. Not of America. Not of America. Thanks, Rosemary. But well, that's true. I mean, if Joe Biden is now going to be what age is he? 78? Right. So, I mean, I've got a couple of years to get back home and get, you've work, got, get you've cracking got a lot on of years. But but basically by the end of this week of of high, high cardio exercise and starvation, I'd lost 17 pounds. But as they say, from... was it just at all water weight, like as they say? Oh, listen, loads, loads of it was water no, it weight. Wasn't, and also... It wasn't. It was obviously like you were starved and you were literally, you, it was like being on The Biggest Loser where they work out for seven yeah. hours a day and eat nothing and then they're like we're all like oh my god they they lost 27 pounds this week of course they did right yeah. but like it's not yeah. sustainable not 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 yours yours wasn't intended to be sustainable but that's the whole problem with like something like the biggest losers that while it's great that like they're all delighted with themselves at the end how do you then go back to a normal life where you have a normal life and where do you find the eight hours a day who's going to like support you while you're working out eight hours a day right and making yeah. your chef meals but I find oh yeah like, but that's actually like sorry sorry to interrupt but that's actually what I was going to say was that like that kind of thing if you could live like that forever like that's how celebrities live do you know what I mean they have a personal trainer oh, yeah, from and, 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 them, and, and they have this, a chef yeah yeah, yeah 100% but I mean I also find like because obviously I've done lots of healthy eating programs and I also have joined the gym not to the extent that you have and I haven't become a personal trainer and lifted weights and did all the things you've done but I have made you know lots of healthy efforts I've kickboxed in, in Paris and you've definitely lifted the odd weight I lifted the odd weight against I mean against my will I'll tell you I joined Equinox in Brooklyn 
And I remember the guy, like, just, I honestly felt so demoralized by him because he just kept saying things like, oh, it's going to take at least three years to correct, you know, that posture. It's going to, well, I was talking to my partner last night about the problems with your shoulder, like things I didn't even know I had. It was like, it was like working out with a women's magazine, you know, or I will never forget the very first time I opened a women's magazine and saw a whole thing about labia, labiaplasties. And I was like, literally, is this another thing I have to worry about now? You know, and then, but I mean, that really was only written about maybe in the last 10 years, you know, prior to yeah. that, it was not like part, like regular consumption of women's magazines. And it's like every time yeah. you read a woman's magazine, there is another thing that you need to be working on, according to them. You know, even the other day, yeah, I, true. even um, what did I read uh, yesterday, I, I think I bought Vogue, American Vogue, and it was like, this is your opportunity now during lockdown with another six months of a pandemic to get that surgery that you've been looking to get. And here are why, you know, surgery has gone up um, 50% or 150% since lockdown. Because, In the pandemic. Yeah, because you can stay home and recover. Right, I have to tell you, like, same thing occurred to me. I was like, if I actually got that neck job that I'm always talking about now that I'm on Zoom, and that's part of it as well. Everybody's on Zoom hating themselves. Looking at themselves, right? Yeah. But back to food. But I, I mean, I've done you know, all those things, not to the same extent, but I have definitely done every single type of diet, right? I've done, what's it called? The 30, what's Atkins? it called? Atkins. I've done Atkins. I've done... Oh, the um, Whole 30. Whole 30. I've done all those, right? I've done Weight Watchers. Have you done, done the Cabbage World. Soup diet? I did that. I did. I, I didn't do that one about oh, Cabbage Soup diet was gross. But the point being that I find that like, if you really genuinely are trying to eat healthily and not like just do a fad thing... What always hits me on about day five is how much chewing is involved. It is so <laughs> effortful to eat healthily. You're like chewing. I'm still chewing. I'm only on bite five of my lunch. Like eating fatty foods is so unctuous and luxurious. Like butter and cheese just melt. They're oh, easy to swallow. They just slide like they're down. Just, You're making yeah, me feel a bit sick now. Ice cream. About it. Well, I know. I know. When you think about it that way, it's gross. But like the effort of eating healthy foods and I know all the healthy food eaters will be like that's what I love about it I mean I love crunch of foods too but like <laughs> by about day five of eating healthy foods I am my jaw is killing me it's a bit like smiling in America I'm like I am oh my god it's exhausting yeah this did this is really triggering for me though because I'm remembering the chicken chipotle wrap I got yesterday in Starbucks I was like this is healthy and it came with a load of baby carrots and I ate about three of them and then I was like bored now and threw the rest away <laughs> It's like, this is such a big effort. It's very crunchy. I did appreciate the text exchange we had yesterday where you said, I said, what are your healthy plans for the new year? And you said, don't know yet, still thinking about it, but I'm definitely eating more healthily. Today I had oatmeal, felt very smug. I said, oh, that's great. Then you said, had Starbucks sandwich for lunch. That may not have been so good. And then what did you say next? What did you have for dinner? Two, two pieces of terry stock with orange. Uh... What did I have for dinner? Uh, ham, ham fried with brown sugar. Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, it's not the new year yet. As Maeve Madden would say, "Go Mashed queens, potatoes and red enjoy cabbage. your ten days off." I'm enjoying these ten days off and imagining that I've been working out up until these ten days. Oh no, no, sorry, sorry. Before my dinner, I had a huge slice of pudding, oh. brandy butter. Oh, the pudding <laughs> was delicious. To anybody who checked out that recipe yeah. and had any way of understanding it, it was. Top notch, even better than mom's. Sorry, mom. The rest, oh, that's that's a deep cut. The rest we were talking about is we did a YouTube video, a cooking tutorial, which I think you'll agree is Nigella worthy, and it's on our YouTube. Nigella worthy. You I check also have to search, work on my posture, my as I discovered from that video. But yes, we're, it was top notch. Pudding was delicious. delicious. I also make the worst faces. No wonder people used to send me screen grabs of me like making terrible faces when I was on TV. <laughs> I well, just make a very dramatic face. No, but something you said back there, though, way back, way back when, when as an, as a supporting actress today or actor today, I'm just <laughs> going to weigh in now with um, you made a comment about when you first arrived in Ibiza, you were a bit hangry, right? You were you were you got a bit angry, a bit peeved because you were ha you were hungry. And it reminded me of like there is I, I, I always sorry, it's a point of pride for me that even though I I was going to say, I'm often hungry. That's not true. When I am, on the rare occasions where I find myself to be hungry, I don't think I get hangry, right? I don't know why this is a point of pride because like definitely Don is like a hangry maniac. But anyway, but I remember when I worked at DVF, we had an intern who was like, he's now extremely successful. So like love him, but loved him anyway. But it's funny now thinking that he was our intern, but 
he used to go on all these mad, crazy diets and he went on the Beyonce uh, what was it? Cider vinegar. Oh, and the, the the maple syrup lemon and cayenne juice. pepper. Yes. And, cayenne and he went on that, right? And he, he was our intern, okay? So like he was supposed to come in every day and do kind of the things that we needed him to do, right? And on about, so he was like, hey girls, I'm on this, I'm on this, you know, Beyonce diet. We were like, oh, great job. You go for it. On about day two, he was like, I'm on this diet. Don't talk to me. Right? And this was like a 15 day diet or something. For about 15, so like for the next 15 days, we were absolutely terrified to talk to him. He was an absolute demon. He had zero memory, right? He couldn't, like, you'd literally be like, hey, could you mind going, do you mind making this photocopy? And you'd just see him, like, circling the room with a kind of a dazed, extremely raging look with this piece of paper in his hand and then coming back to you with, like, what did you want me to do with this again? And he was absolutely, and we were so terrified because he was so angry with, like, the, the sheer hunger. We were so terrified to say, like, hey, you know, you're actually supposed to be doing work here. You better cop on. And behind the scenes, we were like, this is like, this is out of control. Like your man's done nothing for two and a half weeks. But he lost a ton of weight, like was delighted with himself and then like snapped back to normal. But uh, it worked. Anyway, it worked, but I wouldn't recommend it because he was an absolute maniac for those two weeks. You know what? On, on about day, I think it was day three or four of Ibiza. Like the thing is, I went into it at a slight advantage because I had been basically like a a fitness maniac for six months beforehand so I went into it the fittest I'd ever been so even though it was impossible it like I I wasn't crying the way like if somebody made if if somebody made me do it now I think I'd be crying every single day whereas at the time I was super super fit and I was like okay I can do like this is really hard but I can do it it's okay but I remember on about day four I looked over at one point and Eving was looking like basically a bit like she was close to tears and I remember saying to her I was like we watch a movie and we sat down and we watched burlesque with Christina Aguilera and Cher <laughs> and I swear to God it saved us from because like the two of it was just so miserable and it was literally like every day going oh my God we have to do this again tomorrow I remember there was one day where they made us do this exercise where we had to hold basically between two of us we had to hold weighted bars as if they were stretchers and the instructor was telling us that he had had to do this in his army training that basically <laughs> If ever one of your comrades was injured and you had to carry them on a stretcher to safety. So this is what we had to do. We had to go running up and down these hills in Ibiza, (laughs) carrying these poles. And like you couldn't drop one because it was like your friend on a stretcher. You know, and he spent the whole time going like, like, keep your patient up. Come on, he's dying. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it actually, I hate to say it to you, but like maybe there was something to doing this in Cardiff or wherever it was where the weather was desperate. Because like, was it not worse oh my God. running up and down a mountain in the boiling yes. heat? It was so hot. But like, wouldn't so you have been better really doing dusty. it in the like? Wouldn't you have been better doing it in the wet? Yeah, I'd say actually doing it in the rain would have been a bit of a laugh because like you, like you all would have been slipping everywhere and everything. Whereas this was just like grueling. Like that was probably part of the joke that they're like, you think you're getting luxury in Ibiza, but this is going to be way. It was awful. Oh, I remember I took horrendous. up running as well. I did take up running, and I was I was actually really enjoying. It. Well, I mean, oh, sorry. I will, I tell a lie. I was hating it. I was hating it. Running, jogging, whatever. I was absolutely hating it. And I was always reading about this like runner's high, like this euphoric, this runner's euphoric. When does it kick in? Never is the answer for me. And I was, this one I lived in Brooklyn. The myth of the runner's high. And I was running around, um, where did I live? Red Hook. And we were running, I was running around like Cobble Hill and Red Hook. And I was, you know, every day would get my, whatever couch to 5k thing and I was doing kind of 3k right you know in the training of it and and I was like yeah, this yeah. is an absolute nightmare and I'd get out but I was really determined I did it four or five times a week I was, and there was like no matter what I remember like even being incredibly hungover I was like I've got to do my running like I was really dedicated to this I was going to get to this 5k and then one day I went out and I went down by the Ikea in Red Hook and there is a kind of a really nice um, pier area there, like really nice by comparison to like the rest of where you're running. And I remember I ran down by the pier and I was, and I, was sw- I was like turning back around and I did this like really kind of professional in my mind, felt really professional, like swing of the leg. I swung around. Well, let me tell you, swinging when you're running is not professional, right? <laughs> swinging your leg when running is not like control is professional controlling your leg as you turn a corner is professional allowing your leg to swing willy-nilly is not professional and I ended up in physical therapy for the next seven months and I was just like how like how that one moment I remember that one moment of pure euphoric freedom as I swung around the corner I was like finally I'm ow 
ow, and I had to go limp home <laughs> and then go into physical therapy. And I never ran again because after that, I've always had knee problems and ankle problems. Mm. And I was in a boot for six months after that. I forgot about that. I remember. I remember. Yeah, so let me tell you, like, you know, these these things seem easy, but they're not. Just saying. Well, especially, like, I think these things are only easy if you start when you're about 12. I feel like once you get into your 20s and then you try to That's get into sport, your body's going to let you down sooner or later. What? That's incredibly defeatist. You know what dad said to me recently? I said, dad, I'm really worried about like, I can't remember what it was. Something I was really worried about a couple of months ago is obviously not that big of a deal because I don't even remember what it was. And I said, I felt like a lot of pain in my leg this morning. And he goes, you know what? A friend of mine, a wise friend of mine said to me, you know, once you turn 40, any morning you get out of bed and you're not in pain is a good morning. But we'll keep that now for the aging episode because it was honestly one of the more demoralizing things I've heard my father say to me after the cankles the thighs and what else what other things has he criticized oh the time when he took the look at the photo of me in Brooklyn when I just had a baby and he goes he goes oh, you're looking pretty chubby in that picture but it just might be time to go on a diet yes father's never felt bad telling the truth to his daughter to his daughter to his daughter his eldest daughter not to you he obviously thinks I'm really strong and can take it but I'm not Cried. oh my god Beatrice this is the same dad that I said does this outfit make you look fat and he put his hands on my shoulders and said rosemary an outfit does not have the power to make you look anything other than you are. <laughs> what an asshole. Dad, you're a dick sometimes. <laughs> Although it was like such, such an inventive way of getting out of lying or like, you know oh, what I mean? An outfit does not have... I mean, the thing is, the really annoying part is like, he's right. He's correct. Right? totally true but like that's not your job your job is not to be the truth teller you are supposed to be the comforter the fatherly hugger you're supposed to love and adore and like like imbue your children with confidence and like the sense that they're beautiful when did he ever tell us we were beautiful Beatrice well I mean Rosemary at least in your case you asked for that like you literally said dad do I good point you weren't just like leaning up against the kitchen counter when he just slowly looked at your ankles shook his head and then said such a pity you got my ankles okay thanks a lot thanks a lot well I'm just gonna daintily (laughs) balletically just dance out of the kitchen thanks for that I'll just be pirouetting off the distance, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, that I took up running for a while as well, jogging for a while as well. And I basically immediately got shin splints where my, my entire body was like, not for you, not for you. And I remember I went to this physical therapist guy to talk about getting orthotics because I obviously was like, I'm a committed runner now, having run two kilometers straight. I was like, this is it. This running is for me. And I remember mom saying to me, I don't know. I mean, I never, I never got shin splints. Like I've just... What what do you have to be running for? I've never got into in, into any of these things, and I've never got injured. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that note, I'd like to thank whoever your Instagram follower is who t- who institute who DM'd you recently to tell you that mom had fallen over in Art Clock. I just thought oh, that, that was, was the awful. power of social media, though. Like that was amazing because mom and dad did not message us. Listen. So if anybody else sees our parents out and about doing dangerous things, feel free to message us. <laughs> if you see our parents out and about smoking behind the behind the bike sheds, you let us know immediately. Or looking in any way shifty, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? Seeing as they're supposed to be cocooning again, if you see them out and about at all, please slide into our DMs and let us know because they're supposed to be staying in. <laughs> Listen, what's the, like, I'm trying to, oh, oh you know what? I also did, um, I, I got invited on a triathlon training weekend in uh, Westport or something that I went on. Did you? Or was I training for a triathlon? No. No, what did you did do? Did I then was imagine I would do a triathlon? Yes. Oh my God, it was horrendous. I went with Claire. Huge mistake. Do not do these things with your determined sporty friends. Like, like Claire, I mean, is is not the person who like cycles slowly with you, so you're not on your own. You know what I mean? She's I the person. I thought you were like, extremely fit. Was this not at a fit moment in your life? This was not at a fit. This was this was pre. This was in between fitness moments. Uh, no, I was not fit at all. And at one stage, I basically toppled off the bike because we were going up a hill, and I couldn't. I basically, the hill was so steep that I couldn't cycle, and the bike just like fell. I just fell out, like just because it wasn't moving. You know what I mean? 
You know, I've, had, I've had some very, very unfortunate moments with bikes as well. But in Dublin, like in Dublin city centre, when I lived in Rathmines for um, with our cousins as I uh, was in college in NCAD and I used to cycle in. Well, I used to walk in, right? I used to enjoy that. It was like, But it was like a 35-minute walk and in the morning if you're in a hurry, mm. I had to get the, I had to cycle on the bike. Cycle on the bike. I had to get, I had to cycle, right? Full stop. Anyway, and one time, to your point, I was rounding a corner, but I was a very nervous cycler and I was rounding a corner and I rounded it Cyclist, so, Beatrice. What did I say? Cycler. <laughs> a nervous cyclist anyway that I was rounding a corner and I slowed down too much to your point I slowed down so much that I just toppled over onto the path right which is really embarrassing <laughs> but in my defense I'd like to say that it was because the week prior to that I had been parked I had been stopped in traffic behind a truck like at a red light and the truck obviously did not see me and started to reverse onto me right so the truck reversed reversed oh. and all these cars behind me were beeping and I had nowhere to go you know and my bike just yeah. toppled over I toppled underneath it and the truck kept reversing and finally stopped as the cars behind me like somebody jumped out and ran up to the truck and told it to stop right like literally I could have been dead on Westmoreland Street was it Westmoreland Street yes Westmoreland Street absolute disaster so no wonder I was nervous and then there was a third time I had a third accident at which point I said being a cycler is not for me I fell off my bike in the Lewis tracks once and these two guys came over and kind of picked me up and I immediately burst out crying and then they both like immediately let go and ran off. <laughs> I think they're basically like, who's your one? And then this really nice woman stopped and was like, are you okay? And then it turned out it was a woman I used to work with. That's a great story. But what happened yeah. down in the um, triathlete west of Cork where you were cycling and Claire was obviously <sighs> offering moral support to you? Westport Claire was brilliant we did this this swimming like we did swimming training in the pool in the hotel I remember and they basically at some stage realised how bad I was and gave me a head start <laughs> so it'd be like and Claire was in a rage like this is this is ridiculous why is she getting a head start and he's like just give her a bit of a head start there it's great um and at one stage as well, we had to go like on this mad run across these dunes. And this was like also deep in, in, in shin splints time. So I was like, I can't, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing the run park. Triathlon's not for me. Don't know why. I don't know why I even said yes to it. When I was down in Mexico when, with Don, Don and I, when we were in the early stages of our, of our love affair and we went down to Mexico for a weekend away. And I remember we went, we went out to the sea, went, we went snorkeling, right? But they gave us life jackets. And so I was like, how am I supposed to snorkel with this life jacket? Because I was planning on diving. And the guy, I was so macho. And the guy comes out and he's like, hey, mister, to Don. He's like, you can take off your life jacket. You look like a good swimmer. Now, Don, I say this lovingly because he's probably not going to listen this far down to the episode, is not an excellent swimmer. Like, he's a grand swimmer. I'm a much better swimmer than Don is, right? I think. Anyway. And he's like, you look like a great swimmer. Takes off the takes off Don's life. So Don's like snorkeling down to the bottom of the ocean, seeing all the great fish. And I'm at the top trying to like, trying to like, you know, just will myself a couple of feet underwater against the, the tide of this jacket. I'm imagining, it was, I'm imagining like a bobbing cork just popping straight back up to the top again. such a rage. But then luckily for me, God, as mother would say, God did me some justice and... Don accidentally left his ankles peeping out from underneath the sun umbrella on the beach and burned his ankles to an absolute crisp. <laughs> and had to apply aloe vera lotion. Had to actually lie in the bedroom for one full day with the pain of his poor, like just literally, I'd say probably second degree burn ankles. It was appalling. We found a picture recently of, of us on the jet ski and he just has these pink socks. <laughs> Come here. Why didn't you just take off your own life jacket? Well, yeah, great question. Why are we so obedient? Why are we? I'm including you in that, but like, why am I so yeah, obedient? I mean, why? Why? When he said, "Right off down to the rusty pipe," did I not just go like rusty pipe up your hole? <laughs> why? Like, but like, could he see all the way down to the rusty pipe? Could you not have just oh, jogged a tiny yeah. bit and then turned around? No, no, no. He could see, and he used to stand up on the hill and shout at you. Like, if he saw that you were trailing behind her, that you were walking or anything, he'd be like, pick it up, Rosemary. It's terrible. But, like, at least he wasn't calling me puffed her. <laughs> to be fair. Oh my God, I was desperate. It was so bad. 
Like there were just so many times. But you know what as well? Like it was almost like he was playing this really, really hateful character. And in a way that made it easier because I think if he had been not quite so awful, I would have been crying. Whereas I hated him so much that I was like, I do not want him to see me cry. Oh, you know no, what I mean? No, I don't. No, I would my, have been my, my rage was I mean, I'm literally crying, almost forward. crying just thinking about having to go. If, if you literally handed me a ticket for this now tomorrow, I'd be like, you must hate me and I'd be crying. But I actually wouldn't be another one of Another one of our snacks was half a banana. I just remembered. That's what I give my children. He's saying that's not fair. I actually genuinely wouldn't have... Well, actually, one of my children told me today he doesn't like bananas. He doesn't like the, t- the feel of banana on his tongue. And I thought that was an extremely good observation. But like, I nearly cried fair. at Christmas Day when I opened my stocking and I found from you a pair of workout trousers and a workout top. So, I mean, that's you not said even... you wanted nice workout gear. I do. Theoretically. But when I saw them, the pressure almost became too much to bear. Not even a trip to Ibiza and a monster to shout at me. Just cute gear to look cute in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I definitely would have been in floods of tears. Oh my God, it was terrible. Oh. So what did you learn about working out in any of these scenarios or just crazy, crazy diets and exercises? Well... I learned that fad diets don't work. No, I mean, any of these things, even when you were talking about the Beyonce maple syrup and cayenne pepper diet, right? She did that, like, allegedly right before either a tour or a video or something that she was like, had, like, had to, in inverted commas, lose a huge amount of weight in a short amount of time. But do any of these things, like, quote unquote, work? It depends on what you're, like, the, the thing in Ibiza, right? If I had been going there for a week before my... I mean, I like I wouldn't necessarily consider a wedding. I mean, I mean, listen, there's nothing okay, listen, that I would actually. Even if it was a wedding, it would only have worked if it had been the day of your return, because immediately you started scoffing <laughs> everything in sight. So that wouldn't have been helpful. <laughs> yes, yes, true. I remember my ex boyfriend picked me up from the airport, and I was like, "We're going straight to this cafe," like literally <laughs> from the airport, and like picked up a whole lot of takeaway food, and then sat at home with all these boxes in front of me and just ate. But no, like I suppose what I mean is, if if your goal is to lose weight temporarily for one specific occasion. Like even these things where it's like, you're going to detox. I remember doing another thing that involved like mad ear acupuncture and like drinking this juice every day that was made of like (laughs) grapefruit, raw garlic and ginger. And like, you know, like all the stuff that you weren't allowed to have nightshades and you could only have either alkaline food or, you know, like these kind of mad like pseudoscience-y diets. I remember doing one of those as well, where you're like, you know... At the end, they're like, oh, like, we look deep inside your ear and it looks much less clogged. You've definitely <laughs> detoxed. You're like, what? Like, what? Or like the like acupuncture, she'd go, if that hurts, it's because your liver is 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 working really hard or your liver is overloaded. And then at the end of the week, she was like, see, that's probably painless now. And you're like, yeah, it is painless. I think that's interesting, Amazing, honestly. I mean, I do myself. think some of that is interesting. OK, so I'm going to sum up for you. Yes, please OK. Do. If you're looking for a quick fix, these things are great. Right. Don't, and you have two grand. Oh, and you have a ton of money Minimum. and you can also survive being shouted at. These things are grand. If you're looking for a long term fix, we have not provided the solution in this podcast. If you are a professional and this is something that you can do every single day because you have an entire crew around you, makeup artists, chefs, workout people, etc., you're probably wiser than we are and you don't need our advice. But we think that this is probably manageable for you also. Um, <laughs> right? Rosemary is not quite sure if she's hit upon her dream exercise, but she thinks it's weightlifting. I, I constantly think that mine is swimming, but I can't actually convince myself to get in the pool and swim. So it may not be that and I've yet to find <laughs> it. Um, it's not running. Or jogging, according to Rosemary. I, I, I didn't think this was this, like, this episode was about exercise. I thought it was about like fad diets. Yeah, but you talked a lot about exercise and fad mm, exercise. That's true. Yeah, yeah, because they kind of come hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, you know what? There was another time during my like extreme fitness where I where where I went on a press trip to Cannes, and I remember being like, "Oh my god, this is actually really easy to do." But again, it was because I had like all my meals were paid for and I could just order salads and I had nothing to do so I could spend 3 hours a day in the hotel gym. So, so basically what you're saying is if you were JLo, any and all of these would be <laughs> potentially manageable as long as you didn't also have to film a movie or record an album at any point. <laughs> just to be a famous sure, person I mean... is manageable, but to have to, to be a famous person and do anything outside of that is probably more challenging. 
I was about to say, I'm sure J-Lo doesn't spend, like, I'm sure even when she's working, it's not, like, a lot of the working is, and now you have two hours with your personal trainer, oh, or yeah, now I'm you sure have it is, now you have like, two, I'm but sure then they I was have thinking, worked in, because isn't that how your man Chris, what's his face, Chris Guardians of the Galaxy? Pratt. Yeah, how he got, like, super skinny, like, that's part of, or super fit, like, that's part of the, part job. Of the contract, it's like, you'll work out for four hours a day. Yeah, but then I'm thinking about Busy Phillips, and from her, like, Back to busy. And from her Instagram story, she seems to be like on set from 6am to 7pm every day. Yeah, but she doesn't seems seem to be working out those days. She seems to be working out all the other days. She worked out on Christmas Day, Beatrice. I saw that. And she doesn't seem to be working out though. Um, she doesn't seem to be working necessarily five days a week. I'm not sure. Like it seems to be very Oh sporadic. no, probably not. Do you know what I mean? This is now uh, an investigative Busy Phillips podcast. <laughs> Tell us if you have any insider info. <laughs> anyway, with all this said, what words of wisdom do we have to offer you? Um, not much. These Just, things, you know, these what? things. Oh, eating, no. starving yourself, and working out a lot will help you lose weight and get fit. But do we think you can maintain them over the long run? Not necessarily, right? Like it depends on your lifestyle and what other things you've got going on. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that is fair to say. But I also don't think. Like, I think a lot of people talk about losing weight and exercising as if those are the routes to health, but they don't take into account the fact that there's, there are more facets to health than physical. So there's like emotional health, mental health, and these things long run, anything that you do obsessively and that you do like in the spirit of deprivation is not going to be healthy Okay, in the long term. But that's extremely serious. You're now getting into a really serious end of the conversation where that's not where I know, we went but, with this whole thing, but you are right. I do agree I know, with you. But, I know, but I just want to say that. So like, I don't want this to come out as if I'm going like, you know, we should all try a fat diet because we should all lose weight. Rosemary, you know what I, I mean? don't but think I'm really any, not. I don't think any single thing we said here would encourage anybody to do any of the things we have done. I don't. Well, listen, think it that, sounds ma- like... that that no, no, that that maple syrup Beyonce thing sounds grand. I love shouting at people. I love doing very little work. <laughs> I could happily do that. Two and a half weeks of like shouting you at people and doing he no was work. Fine. Starving. He was absolutely. Know, listen, of course, starving. I couldn't. I couldn't even do that juice fast for one whole day. I had to have a sandwich. Yeah, I couldn't so do it fast I either. I used to t- be terrified when they would go around with those like admission slips, those permission slips at school for like a 24 hour fast. I'd be like, I couldn't do that. Oh my God, I never did it. I always, I always did the silence instead. Yeah. I was like, I can't do the fast. I'm I always actually, get too weak. I mean, and when we think about <laughs> the fact that like you chose silence over fasting, that, that says a lot. When we think about the fact that there was a sponsored fast for people who have like who are living in food poverty that's also questionable yeah for yeah. another podcast well, I mean, the, not the, our podcast I mean, the, a serious I think, podcast I feel like the the goal was was you know a, a good one just maybe the the path there was questionable yeah for for sure for sure Beatrice thank you all so much for listening thank you Beatrice for making the time in your busy schedule of working from home to support you you're welcome Rosemary thanks so much to, for yeah. leading this one you're a wonderful support. Th- oh, thanks for thanking me. I really, I'm really glad that you're grateful. <laughs> really grateful for your gratitude. Thank you all for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Tell a friend. And if you're listening to this in a podcast app and you'd like to take a screenshot and share in your Instagram stories, that would be very, very, very much appreciated. Bye. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a proud member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts, as is my podcast, the Dublin Story Slam podcast. You can find them all over at thewarren.ie.